Ohio, ready for some quick mental health facts? Let's go. Nearly 2 million Ohioans live with a mental health condition. In the U.S., more than 50% of people will be diagnosed with a mental illness in their lifetime. Depression is a leading cause of disability worldwide. So why are some of us still stigmatizing people living with a mental health condition when we know all of this? Let's listen to the facts and beat the stigma. Ohio, challenge what you know about mental health at beatthestigma.org. Listen, all you New Yorkers. You Taxi. Okay, we're looking around. This is the 77 WABC minicast. We have a great attorney, a great judge with us today for the last show of the year. We sure do. We have a Judge Andrew Napolitano. And Judge, you know, what I think about when John is talking about that is that, look, DOJ and FBI, they were going after parents for being domestic terrorists. They somehow figured out that avenue, but yet they can't track down terror funding. Well, John and Rita and Governor, it's a pleasure to be on the show. I I love working with you guys, and I'm honored to be on the final show uh, of, uh, of this year. So we have a couple of issues here, and, and the, the first obstacle to prosecution, the governor knows this, uh, is the freedom of speech. If uh, George Soros and company are giving money to these organizations that are uh, protesting the policies of the government of Israel, and the money is being used to express an opinion that Hamas is great, however horrific that statement is, it is protected speech and those who fund that speech are absolutely protected. Now, if the money is used for other reasons, for other, excuse me, other purposes than the freedom of speech, the freedom of speech does not mask, it does not prevent the feds from uh, following the money, to to use a famous phrase, and see where it ends up. Uh, If it is reasonable to believe that money given to some student group at Columbia University Uh, to pay the expenses of a protest is going to end up in the hands of Hamas. That, of course, would be uh, a felony, and it would be the duty of the FBI to trace that cash. Governor? And and that's really the real problem, Your Honor. You hit the nail right on the head, is that the first act, the uh, expenditure, is freedom of speech. Where the money goes after that is so hard to trace because Correct. that's often the way the uh, middleman, if you, you could call it that, to getting money to some very reckless and dangerous causes. If, if, if I finished, if I went to West Point and did my West Point career when I was 17 years old and I had the choice of, of doing it, and I ended up at the CIA, ended up in the FBI or one of the intelligence agencies, all I have to do is if I had a suspicion is bug that person that's talking to the other person, and they say, well, you know, we wanted the money to go to this ter- this organization called Hamas. I'm just making things up now. Understood, understood. Well, you'd have to get a search warrant, of course, to justify the uh, surveillance, or <clears throat> today the FBI doesn't bother with search warrants. They surveil everything. I'm sure that the texting that you and I did earlier today, John, to uh, arrange for me to be on the show uh, was available to the FBI. That, I'm sure uh, they flagged that because uh, with you two guys, I'm sure they flagged that. <laughs> <laughs> but John, uh, John is correct. I mean, you would need that kind uh, of a smoking gun. 
Now, look, this uh, story uh, emanated in the Post, and we all have friends in the Post, and we all love the Post, and we all read the Post every morning, but don't usually cite it as a source for a criminal prosecution. And, and quite frankly, the first I had heard of this is when John asked me to look at it uh, earlier today. But the governor is right. The First Amendment uh, really keeps the feds at bay because here's the law. If uh, if there is any, any lawful uh, defense to the then the speech is lawful, even if it's harmful, even if it's hateful, even if it's hurtful. If there's any legal defense to that speech, the harm, the hurt, and the hate are protected. Let me ask you, uh, Judge Napolitano, on protests, I have two things. On the protesters, say they're supporting some of these pro-Hamas protesters, and say a protester punches a police officer or destroys property um, and crosses the line, not just speaking something, um, does that change that if they're supporting some of these groups that knowingly are saying, hey, we're going to get out of hand? Um, and then there's another thing, too. I, I was just talking about this earlier, that there was this, uh, like, it's a cleric. It's a Muslim cleric who's in New Jersey. There was one in Michigan, too, who was spewing, you know, calling for jihad against Israel. That's not, you know, I mean, is there any responsibility to someone helping these groups? <clears throat> Probably not. I mean, all that speech is protected, as hateful as it is. What about punching cops, destroying property, Judge Napolitano? Well, well, combining speech with action that is destructive does not protect the speech. So if I say, um, uh, let's support Hamas, but let's also with these uh, Jewish students, the speech is not protected, and obviously the attack is not protected. That's the job of federal uh, prosecutors to separate the two. And Your Governor Honor, Patterson? Uh, who was the judge that said that when the um, defendant came into court and uh, he was accused of punching somebody and he said, but it, it's freedom. I have this freedom. And he said, where his jaw begins, your freedom ends. Was it learned hand? I, it, it might very well have been, uh, Governor, but that is a true and accurate statement of the law. His freedom to use his hands ends where your and my and Rita and John's uh, jaw begins. 